The root of all unhappiness. I think I found out what it is. Resistance. You know what, while I'm here, I'm going to Google the definition of resistance. According to Oxford, this is the refusal to accept or comply with something. It's the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. Resistance can also be a positive thing, and it's the ability to not be affected by something, especially adversely. But today, I wanted to focus more on the first definition, which is the refusal to accept or comply with something. I think that's why a lot of people are unhappy. Think about it. This resistance, this refusal to accept something or compliance shows up when we do things we don't like. And you're like, how is that resistance? It's resistance in the sense that there is most likely a sort of internal rule or belief that keeps you or maintains this behavior or these thought patterns or these beliefs, whatever you want to call them, these actions. And that belief could be, I, I don't like that I eat badly. I don't like that I have anger problems. I don't like that I my life is boring. I don't like that I have toxic relationships. But I either don't want to invest in what it's going to take to change. I'm either too afraid to change or I don't believe it's possible for me. And there's several other reasons why we maintain beliefs and actions and behaviors and routines and habits that we're unsatisfied with. But it boils down to resistance. You don't want change. And that fear of change could be anything. You don't believe it's possible. You don't believe you have the tools. And so as soon as someone suggests, why don't you try this? There's a, that resistance of, ah, no, it's okay. Why you don't want to spend money? Or why you don't want to spend time? Or you're too scared of causing conflicts in your relationships. Maybe you just don't think, maybe you just never believe that your needs matter. Maybe you grew up believing that having fun is wasteful, having fun is childish, that life is supposed to be this serious thing, which leaves you doing the nine to five, if not more, and just getting trapped in this routine because you believe that's how it's meant to look. So there's this resistance to change, this resistance to unhappiness. I can't travel. None in my family has traveled. We don't believe in travel. I have everything I need here. And I think that's especially true. And I've heard other Americans say that. That it's so comfortable here, you have everything and people feel that they don't need to travel. And what does that end up doing? It limits people into this version of life that is like 2% of what exists out there. And then the second kind of resistance is you don't do things that you do want to do. This one is straightforward. Sometimes we don't believe we deserve it. We don't believe we deserve good things. And so when that opportunity comes, maybe someone, a great person comes into your life, but you resist them. This wall comes up. You don't want to talk to them. Maybe you don't reply to them. It could show up in any kind of ways. Maybe you are, you're short with them. You're not fully open with them. Why? You're afraid. You don't let that in. And here's an interesting form of resistance that I've learned shows up in my life a lot. And this is resistance in conversation. I have noticed more than ever that I struggle with a lot of social anxiety. 
And, you know, I think one of the things about life I've noticed is we only have words or actions um, that we can use to the best of our ability to explain what it's like to live in this body, what it's like to live in this mind, what it's like to feel what I'm feeling. But we'll never be able to completely touch it. But all we can do is do our best to try and describe that or share that or express that in a way that hopefully the other person can understand. That's just to preface what I'm about to say. In those social situations, what happens is my upper body tightens, my mind often blanks, my heart starts racing, I get shortness of breath. So it's a very uncomfortable situation. And a lot of what happens is, I can't describe it, but for lack of a better description, it's like words are... um, So you know like when a car is breaking down, like how it sputters, like sometimes it feels like that's how my words come out. So I don't know what I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm about to say, but my words just like sputter out, which leads to these uncomfortable interactions, or at least to me they feel uncomfortable, and to me what feels like I'm pushing people away or you know I was listen listening to someone talk about 10 keys to something something about conversation like to having better conversations with people and I think for the most part I try to be as honest as possible I try to not give surface answers like I'm always down to go deep if the other person is down to go deep you know um, but what I really do struggle with is going with the flow. And she's saying this is what a lot of people do is, and you've heard this before probably, that a lot of us go into a conversation with the intention of how we're going to respond. And sometimes it's not always a negative thing, but sometimes it could be about making ourselves sound smart or wanting to share something that's meaningful to us. But what happens is we're not even really listening. We're looking for a pocket where we can mention something that we've been wanting to say. So then the conversation doesn't flow. And this can leave you or the other person feeling disconnected. And that's what has been happening to me a lot. And here's why is resisting being in the moment or resisting going with the conversation that has been presented to me, assuming that it's a a conversation I'd want to partake in. I'm not talking about like people who talk about really uncomfortable, weird topics or anything that's for me just a no-no. I'm talking about like normal things, you know, but that resistance, because I'm afraid that if I go with the flow, my mind will blank again and I'll have nothing to say. And so I end up doing this thing. It's this cycle where because I'm afraid that my mind will blank again, I start spattering things and then I end up beating myself up about how dumb I sounded or this is why people don't want to talk to me, you know, just going back into that cycle. And the root of it is this resistance. And what that happens is that over time, you have these shallow relationships with people you feel disconnected you feel lonely you feel like no one really understands you you're not really connecting with anyone and then that can over time lead to you know depressive symptoms have you ever met someone who is in a situation where you knew if you were in that situation you would not be smiling you would not be making jokes like they are you would not be as generous as they are you would not be as positive and as faith-filled as they are, but somehow they manage to be that. Why? When 
you resist the situation you're in and this can look like many things but here's one way it manifests itself i have no money life shouldn't be like this why does this always happen to me those are all forms of resistance and it's not to say i'm okay with what's happening that's not the goal and that's not god's intention either for us to be like this is good when clearly it's not you know um but there has to be a level of i don't like this but i am here and by admitting to yourself i am here you're giving yourself a chance to get out but if you wake up every day and you're just like no this is not how it's supposed to be i don't want to be here you're refusing to be in that moment by refusing to be in that moment you're not feeling the feelings you need to be in and you're not finding solutions you're avoiding or you're escaping whether mentally or through activities and that's what's leading to unhappiness but if you can sit in a position where you're like i don't like where i am but this is what i can do about it or i'm really grateful for my friends right now or really grateful for the support i have or maybe you do have a great job and you do have a lot of money in your bank account but you're still unhappy maybe you have shallow relationships maybe you're struggling with an illness maybe it's uh, your mental health unhappiness isn't always due to physical things you can have everything and still be unhappy but the root of it all is resistance maybe you have everything but you're refusing to admit to yourself that secretly you lack confidence that secretly you've been battling with this feeling that you're unloved that you don't matter acceptance looks like not agreement there's a difference between acceptance and agreement agreement is you're on the same side as the things that are happening to you you don't have to be but acceptance is more of you're letting it pass through you or you're allowing yourself to pass through it you're not identifying yourself with what's happening around you with how people are treating you with what you don't have with what you've been stuck in but you're allowing it to pass through you this is the one thing that has been holding me back i've been refusing to i've been resisting what's happening right now and one of my mentors um who's also a musician said a phrase to me that honestly has kind of been my mantra for a long time and he said shout out to you Phil <laughs> he said do what's in front of you and here's how i perceived it if you go on social media or if you just interact with humans in general you will realize that you're surrounded by persuasive messages this could be ads this could be um it could be a course in school in college whatever it could be a persuasion to buy something to read a book to listen to something and i remember there was a point in time when i knew this season of life was trying to teach me something perhaps i think in that phase i was in a healing phase but then people around me were in a different space maybe trying to learn about money or about investing And so while life is like it's time to heal I am out here chasing what other people are doing or buying the books that tell me oh you need to read this book which sometimes yeah sometimes those are the books you need to read sometimes god has ways of speaking to you through other people but other times those things can be distractions from the lesson that you need to be learning right now or the things that you need to be doing right now so part of partnering 
or collaborating with acceptance is this ability to discern or to recognize where you are right now and what you need right now and what life is telling you right now you could be in a space where you're at you know you're you have this momentum in your career you're making more money you're making the right connections you feel good about that but life keeps saying ah, you need to fix that relationship with your family member whoever that is and you just keep ignoring it like i don't want to i don't want that to distract me but life keeps saying this is a lesson you need to learn and there's a reason why life is telling you to do that sometimes that could be god saying you don't know how much time you have left or the other person has left it's the best thing you can do for yourself is to partner with this movement of acceptance or openness if that's how i can call it but at the root of all unhappiness is a form of resistance resisting that maybe you don't have the means to do what you want to do or even resisting that there are things you can do right now but you just don't want to do them because you have this all or nothing mindset like either I'm flying to Japan or nothing <laughs> maybe start with Chicago if you're in the US start with Chicago why not you know start with New York you like this all or nothing thinking can make you feel very helpless and i think at the root of unhappiness is also a sense of lack of control you feel like you don't have control over your outcome you feel like maybe and it's even more scary when you feel like you have no control over yourself not being not having yet mastered the art of controlling my thoughts sometimes my thoughts just run rampant and i hate it when specifically when i'm in an environment or in some sort of situation that takes me back to something traumatic for me because then my mind takes over and it's like i blank out and i, ha- I don't even know how to get out of that but there has to be a moment i think a lot a lot of also like acceptance has to do with peace I think when you're resisting there's a lack of peace in your life it's and I think the more you resist the way I understand it it's like the start of a tornado I don't know how hurricanes start I'm just going to assume it's the same as a tornado but whatever it is it's this energy of air whatever it is wind and it begins small and it's just like on the ground just like some dust moving around and then you resist and then it grows bigger and now papers are flying in that you keep resisting and now it's bringing down some plants it's shaking some leaves you keep resisting and that tornado keeps growing until it's tearing down houses or, or that hurricane whatever it is and it's tearing down trees now that resistance has grown into a powerful force of destruction and instead of you accepting i'm unhappy or i need and sometimes it can be something like you've refused to love yourself you've refused to accept your flaws so you pile up makeup you pile up money you try to get you know people who make you look better make you feel powerful make you feel cool whatever it is and it keeps piling up and it keeps piling up and that tornado or that hurricane is just growing on the inside destroying you more and more and yes you go to parties yes you have whatever you have or you look however you look but when it comes down to it and when you're alone there's a tornado on the inside tearing your thoughts apart tearing your emotions apart the root of unhappiness 
resistance. So what's the solution? If you're like me, I love talking things out and I love learning new things, but at the end of the day, I want to know what can I do right now? Give me some steps, give me some one, two, threes, you know. I think one of the things you can do right now is write. Write whatever comes to your mind. Don't resist it. Don't judge yourself. And make sure it's in a safe place too, because <laughs> ah, some thoughts are not meant to be seen by some other eyes. You know what I'm saying? Um, but really, writing is powerful. It validates what's going on on the inside of you. Even if you can't solve it, you've reduced you reduce that internal resistance. At least you're able to acknowledge this is a problem in my life. But when you're ignoring it, it's a subconscious thought that's tearing you apart and you don't know why you're anxious. You don't know why you're sad. This because those thoughts or those feelings are so buried at the back of your mind or deep in your soul so they need to find a way out slowly by slowly that could be if you're an artist great for you so way to express yourself if you're you have a business mind good for you you have something you can focus your attention on but don't let those things be ways of avoidance be let them be ways of validating how you're feeling and i think that is what this podcast is for me it is a way of me validating how i'm feeling and that's why i actually did begin this podcast is I wanted to learn how I think. I wanted to learn how my voice sounds, my opinion without other people interfering. I wanted to know what's my internal voice. I wanted to have a space where no one can tell me I'm wrong or, you know, unless you go on Instagram and comment and tell me I'm wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> I digress. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing you can start doing. Journal. Write. If you're not into writing, I think another thing you can do is meditate. And here's what I learned about meditation. And it actually does correlate to resistance too, or the absence of it. I struggled a lot with meditation and that's because I believed my mind is meant to be blank. And then I found out meditation is actually a skill that grows. And when you do begin, you will have your thoughts racing and jumping from place to place, but you're actually supposed to allow that to happen. And over time, what happens is your mind begins to still. So it becomes this practice and you, you learn how to enter into a space of peace. But I heard that you're meant to allow your thoughts to keep doing what they're doing until they run out. And that's when you've reached that place of peace and that's when it's now doing its job. So that's the second thing I would recommend. Um, and I think also here's what I've learned about myself is it's nice to have dramatic change. It, it feels good when you're able to be like, you know what, this is my life. I have control over it. But sometimes you're going to have a bad day and you're going to seek comfort or some, some sort of familiarity. And what's going to happen? You're going to resort to the extreme that you began in. Why? Because that's the last place that felt familiar. That's why I believe in small steps because you allow your mind to adjust to that you allow your emotions to adjust to that so you don't have to feel like you need to go back to square one you're like okay i'm in step seven i can fall back to step six but if you're in step one and you jump all the way to step seven and you enter a space of panic or you're triggered you're going to go back to what's familiar and guess what that was step one so i think starting small does have its place unless you're in a situation of danger i think if you're in a place where like you literally are depending on something to survive then extremes can be extreme change some it can be necessary and effective um, so writing is the first one. Second is meditation. The third thing 
is to start doing small things that you're scared of doing but that you want to do. And here's why at the base of resistance is usually some sort of fear. I've always had this fear of spending money. <laughs> Growing up like my dad, and, and even now, he's still like that. Love my dad. He's amazing. He's one of the most thoughtful, caring, generous people ever. I can't tell you the number of times my dad legitimately has <laughs> saved my life. I don't know. He's the reason for a lot of great things that have come about in my life. Um, but one of the things that I think I'm having to unlearn is this fear of if i can say enjoyment mm, it, you know it was small things that meant that had huge meaning for me but little things like m- my dad didn't his use of the word wasteful is different from how i would describe wasteful here's one of the first things i noticed okay some backstory i was originally born in the u.s but i grew up in kenya for my childhood and most of my adult life like basically from when I was one year to about 20 years or 19 years old. And when I came to the United States, I think, and actually came to, it was a small town. It's not even like New York or like Washington or LA or anything like that, but not even Chicago. Um, One of the things I, I noticed that I loved so much about the United States, believe it or not, was fairy lights. People who just have fairy lights, you know, strung up around their porch or around their trees. And it wasn't even Christmas. It wasn't even Thanksgiving. It wasn't even anything. Why? Just to enjoy life, just because it looks good. And um, I'm not talking about like the the getting lit part of celebration, but another thing I noticed about Americans that I really do love and have learned from is this looking for an excuse to enjoy anything. Whether it's Donut Day, St. Patrick's Day, who even knows what that's about? Doesn't matter because we get to celebrate. And that's a value that took me years. I came here in 2015 and I'm only now learning to embrace that. I even bought a tiny Christmas tree, a really tiny one, but you have to start somewhere. But this had this fear that if you weren't spending money on bills or food, then you're wasting money. And so I had this fear attached to And I think that's also why I was a stingy person. And I, I learned this from... The person I'm in a relationship with and he's just so generous and I'll be like are you sure sure I can have this and he's like babe I can always buy another one and in my mind I'd never thought of that that you can always just buy you can just buy more food or you can you know what I mean there's always this fear of no 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 I, I am going to run out so I need to save I need to keep my stuff whatever and I'm learning that it's okay it's okay to enjoy life. It's okay to spend on things that aren't necessities. With wisdom, because I am still saving money. So yeah, I now buy candles all the time. I love candles. They make me happy. They really do. Just that aroma in the house makes me feel like I want to be there. And little stuff like that are signaling to my brain that I have power, I have control to create the life I want. And now I've been like going like super heavy into like learning about interior design. And at some point I'm going to revamp my apartment or my house, whatever it is. But I always had this fear that don't don't buy stuff that you don't need. You can't you can't afford to. And there's no legitimate thing attached to that because I, I do have an income coming in and I am saving. You know, but in my mind I didn't even acknowledge that I do have some spare money to spend on whatever else it is. So I think small stuff like that that signal to your brain 
I have some sense of control, those are powerful methods of overcoming resistance. I think another way I have learned to overcome resistance was joining jujitsu. I mean, now it's closed with all the mandates going on in Michigan. Um, so we'll see how that looks in the future. But I was doing that for a few months and I loved it. And it was like, I imagined this thing and now I'm doing it. Now it's a part of my life. And I can't tell you how much that does for just your mindset. It just unfolded all this whole idea of I can never be able to do the things I love to do because I don't have the money, even if I do have the money or I'm not like that. I'm not that kind of person. You don't know what kind of person you are and who you are right now is a result of your past. It's a result of your thoughts. It's a result of your beliefs. And really are just a sum of our actions. The little habits that add up. Where are some of those things? Like, think about it. Like When I look at my life right now, and it's funny because I think one of the things that I was really unhappy with was my relationships in life. I was like, oh, I feel like I just don't have, whether it's enough friends or I just don't talk enough to my friends. And then <laughs> I went through the chat and I had a lot of unread messages and... I was the one leaving people in red and it's like you want more of this thing but your your actions are giving you the opposite results that you want and you don't reply to people guess what you're not developing those relationships you're not giving people a chance to enter into your life and invite you into theirs and so you end up saying oh i don't have great relationships but you those little actions go a long way or maybe i wasn't open because what you give comes back to you so if you're not being a good friend, again, I also learned this from my partner, but if, and he said, cause that's not something I was like really struggling, still struggling with. And he said, if you want a, if you want a friend, start by being a friend. And I'd never thought about it that way. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. So how can I be a better friend? Hmm, what's a good friend to me? And then defining that and then starting to give that to others. And slowly by slowly, you just see it mirroring back to you. So that's powerful. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of other ways and I've rumbled enough and thank you for listening. And honestly, I would really love to continue this conversation. So if you do want to reach out, I'm on Instagram, my account, my page, what is it called? An Instagram channel handle. Um, it's call her Mari, like supposed to sound like Calamari. <laughs> and as always, I'm just hoping that you have an amazing week ahead of you a fabulous week and i'm hoping that you remind yourself that no matter what you've done no matter where you've been you can still have the life that you desire that you are still worthy of love and that inside of you is a person that you need to become